welcome to The Grace Space, a space to unlearn what the fitness industry has ingrained in our minds for years. From weights making us bulky to eating 1,200 calories a day, health and fitness can be so black and white, which causes unhealthy relationships with food, exercise, and ultimately, ourselves. When you come to a gray space, you will learn how to stay consistent with the things that genuinely make you feel good and enjoy. So come hang with me and learn how to take back your life without labels, guilt, or restriction. Welcome to the gray space. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Gray Space Podcast. My name is Corinne, and if you've stumbled over this podcast, you're probably sick and tired of feeling down about yourself. You're ready to take the steps in developing a healthier lifestyle and learn how to incorporate eating healthy and moving your body in a way that fits into your life without feeling overly consumed or having to worry about doing another fad diet again. Now, every episode, we start off with a question of the day so we can get to the gray. This week's frequently asked question is how to stay on track while traveling. Now, the black and white answer that Google is going to give us is number one, get your steps in. You want to get around 10,000 steps in per day. Number two, prioritize protein. Number three, mix in A water. I was cracking up whenever they said that. Mix in A water. Just one. Number four, keep healthy snacks on hand. And number five, don't stress and get back to your routine when you get home. So let's get to the gray. Now I picked this question because I just got back from Florida and I was not on my typical routine. Every day was different. But I did try to just stick to my essentials. Every night I sleep with mouth tape on. Yes, I know that's weird, um, but I'm a chronic mouth breather. And it is apparently horrible for us to sleep with our mouth open. And if you don't believe me, go Google a picture right now of mouth breather versus a nose breather and you're going to completely understand. Because what mouth breathing actually does, and this is what got me, was it distorts your face. You could possibly get a receding chin. So it kind of looks like you have that like double chin, that tired eyes, a setback jaw, crooked nose, poor definition in your cheekbones, and receding teeth. Not to mention, it causes bad breath. You have a very dry mouth. And I thought this was so interesting. You are more likely to get cavities from mouth breathing than anything else. Plus, it causes anxiety and depression. It's connected to that. And I have been sleeping with my mouth open since I was a little girl. Like literally Bobby has pictures, more pictures of me with my mouth opened than any cute pictures of me in his phone. Like he has blackmail on me for days. But nose breathing, there are so many benefits to this. And the first thing that's the most important is it's going to reduce the exposure of those foreign substances that we could potentially be in inhaling through our mouth that go down to our gut and mess up everything. So the tiny particles from our nose hairs are kind of like a filter for us and they filter out that bad air. It also increases airflow to the arteries, veins, and nerves, which increases that oxygen uptake and circulation. It's going to lower the risk of any allergies, um, reduce the risk of coughing, it's going to aid into your immune system because we're not inhaling that bad bacteria all the time. It's going to 
lower the risk of snoring and sleep apnea. I definitely snore. Bobby says sometimes, like especially after a night of drinking, I am mouth open snoring so loud. Um, and it actually supports the correction and the formation of your teeth in your mouth so you don't have that distorted look. So if you did not know any of that, now you do. And if you are a mouth breather, go on Amazon and just get some mouth tape and it's going to feel weird at first. It took me a solid month to get used to it. Some nights I would wake up and I would take it off in the middle of the night, not even realizing it. Some nights I would wake up with it still on, but I still caught myself like breathing a little bit still through my mouth. But over time, it's going to literally teach you to breathe through your nose. And now I honestly can't go without it. Like I feel like it's my security blanket and of course Bobby makes fun of me, but who wants a distorted face? Not me. I also pack my tongue scraper and that's something that also helps avoid unwanted bacteria and just helps improve your gut overall and bad breath. Bad breath is the biggest turnoff to me. It's just gross and I have a serious fear about that because I feel like it's like something that's memorable. Like if you meet someone and they have bad breath, like you're known as the girl with bad breath. Like <laughs> I just never want that to happen to me. So I do everything I can to avoid that. And of course you guys need to floss. Now my typical skincare, I've mentioned before guys that I've recently got diagnosed with rosacea and I have to use very gentle skincare products. So thank you Target for your travel size CeraVe face cleansers and moisturizers. And I really have to up the SPF now. I put SPF on every single day, but I have to put it on multiple times a day to protect my skin from the sun in Florida, just due to the fact that heat is one of the main causes of my flare-ups. I, I even switched from hot coffee because be hot beverages can really set off my rosacea. Now I'm switching to iced coffee, which I'm not complaining about. I love iced coffee. But I don't want you guys to be afraid of the sun either because we know we need to put our SPF on, but there are so many benefits of getting enough vitamin D to the point where it can really improve those winter blues that you might be feeling right now. Because if you're from up north, it is almost the end of March and we are so over the cold, ready for those warmer days and some freaking sunshine. And I feel like the people in Florida just take it for granted. And I get that you don't know what you don't have until it's gone sort of thing. But as I'm walking around the neighborhoods, like everyone has a pool in their backyard, no one's out there and no one's just enjoying the beautiful weather. And it was in like the mid seventies all week and I was just so grateful and it just put me in such a better mood. So don't avoid the sun, it's so good for us. Now I did not get my workouts in and that's okay. The gym is always going to be there and taking five days off is not going to set you guys back or be the end all be all. We did go on a walk most days in the morning, which was nice. So I still got my movement in. And to be honest, guys, while I was in my bulk, I just ended it last week. I wasn't too worried about how many steps I was getting in because upping your steps alone can put you into a calorie deficit. And I might have averaged throughout the entire winter, this is embarrassing to admit, like 2,000 to 3,000 steps a day. So with my bulk ending, having a step goal of like 6,000 to 8,000 is really what I'm shooting for right now. 
So those morning walks were very helpful. I made sure to prioritize protein and plan my meals around that. Did I hit my goal of 135 to 145 grams of protein every day? No, but I didn't stress about it. And I tried my best every day. And it's good to do this because it's going to help keep you full and satisfied. But I didn't restrict myself on anything. I had penne vodka with chicken. Then we went out for ice cream. I had this animal frosted cookie Italian ice with custard. And to be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of it. It's kind of like Rita's. I, I'm not a big like Italian ice ice cream combination person. It just felt really gritty on my teeth and I didn't care for it. Uh, but the second night I had these Asian sticky short ribs with fried rice and oh my god these calamari french fries were so good. And if you guys have never had burger fry, oh my god you're missing out and I really wish they had one up here. I took down a double bacon cheeseburger and it wasn't very greasy, so after I had it, I wasn't even overly full. And I even shared a custard milkshake with my dad. Uh, one of the days for lunch, I got some sushi. And the last night that we were there, my mom made her famous Italian chicken that has loads of cream in it and rice, and it's just so unbelievably good. So someone on a diet, or old me, would have felt like I completely failed. But you see, when you don't restrict yourself and you solely just focus on how much protein you are getting each day, you have so much more freedom. And I actually lost a pound when I stepped on the scale the day I was leaving. So thank you, Bulking, for teaching my metabolism to become so much faster. Please listen to my latest episode on changing the stigma around bulking if you haven't, because that within itself is going to make so much more sense to you. And everything that Google just mentioned that we that I brought up in the beginning, the black and white, wasn't wrong. But it's how you internalize it and how you don't take those things so literally. If you didn't get 10,000 steps one day, that's not the end all be all. If you didn't get, if you didn't hit your protein goal that day, it's not a big deal. Just try and shoot for it again and prioritize what you want to get done within that day to accomplish it. And if you don't that day, it's okay. Because someone who ate like that, that has a restrictive mindset, would have thought that was absolutely horrible. And that is the difference between someone who is stuck in that diet mentality that needs to improve their relationship with food versus someone who has that healthy relationship with food and just overall themselves. So I hope that all makes sense. And in this episode today, guys, I want to talk to you about how extremely powerful yet so looked over is the power of planning ahead. Because if you don't have a plan for your month, your week, your day, or even your morning, you could be wasting a lot of time or better yet, saving yourself time. Because I know how busy life can get sometimes. You're working all day. Some of you might have a second job or a side hustle and you're telling yourself, how in the hell am I supposed to make time for myself right now when I am busy at work all day? Or maybe I also have kids and I have to prioritize as soon as I'm done with work, all my time into them. And then you're exhausted by the time you get home from work and the weekends are filled with lots of social events, 
or maybe things that your kids need to do. And when you're not busy with those, you just want to binge watch a Netflix show or do nothing because you know, come Monday, this all starts all over again. You know that quote, we all have the same hours as Beyonce in a day? I honestly don't care for that mentality at all because none of us have the same amount of time from a celebrity to your neighbor down the street. We all have different constraints and it really does depend on the type of support and how you can learn to utilize support if you are lacking it. So for instance, ego support. Most of us don't have millions of fans rooting us on every day to show up or just give you that momentum when motivation is down. Instead, we have to be our own biggest fans. And I was honestly thinking about this the other day. I was just in one of those like negative head spaces of do people really care what I share or when I spend time creating content that I thought would be really helpful completely flops or maybe you're trying to get a promotion but you're having those self-doubt thoughts of why do I deserve this position more than Leslie that's been here a year longer than me. If you don't believe in yourself or show up for yourself, then why the hell would someone else give you that support? And that's what I had to remind myself. You guys have to be your own biggest fan and tell yourself that you are capable of anything you set your mind to. Because at the end of the day, if we don't show up for ourselves, no one is going to. And then the next one is health support. A lot of people don't have the means to afford a therapist or pay $150 a month for unlimited Pilates classes. And with inflation going on, just the state of the country that it's in right now, you might feel like you have to choose between financial and nutritional health. Because believe me, I'm feeling that right now. Between Bobby and I, we consume together like 350 grams of protein per day. And that's a lot of money. We spend a majority of our money on food. And it honestly makes us sick of how expensive protein has become because that should be the staple in your diet. And you're going to hear me say that over and over until it's ingrained in your head. But what we have to keep in mind is when we are working on our health, other aspects of our life is going to improve as well. You are showing up as a better mom, better at work, better friend, and everything you do will improve and your financial health will bleed into that. Buying white rice, potatoes, ground beef, turkey, chicken thighs, or chicken drumsticks in bulk, frozen veggies, right there is the cheapest you can go. Make those your staples and stop buying your $8 Starbucks lattes every day. And don't get me wrong, I love an expensive oat milk latte just as much as the next person, but you have to be responsible and decide what's more important to you. That small-minded thinking is what's getting you in your way. And at the end of the day, there are tons of free resources for workouts online. And I specifically have this podcast for people who might not be able to afford my one-on-one -on -one coaching because I get it, it's a luxury. Some people might not be able to afford that right now. But if you are constantly in that narrow-minded, woe is me type of thinking, you're never gonna be able to go after what you want in life. And the last support is team support. Who do you surround yourself with? 
once you decide what you want and go after that, do you have your people there to support you? And no, you don't need an army of people there to pick you up whenever you're down. I'm not saying that. But is your partner there to help you and possibly eat healthy meals you want to cook? Or is he eating a donut in front of you and thinks it's stupid that you're trying to lose weight? Are your friends there to support you if you're working on your side hustle and hyping you up? Or are they making fun of you and talking shit behind your back? Get those toxic people that don't serve you out of your life. And if you feel or worried that you're going to be lonely if you do, guys, there are tons of communities online or whatever hobby and passion that you want to take up that will be there to support you and talk to you if you need them. We have to get out of that scarcity mindset. And it all starts with believing in ourselves, having that ego support, make responsible decisions that benefit us, so that is our health support, and surround yourself with people that will support you and be that team that you need so the hard times can be a little easier to handle. And I wanna share with you guys how you can plan and improve in the five different areas of your life so you can show up and be the best version of you. And this is going to take time, but these little tips will help at least guide you in the right direction to start working on this so you can start working on this literally today. So the first one is going to be, and you could have guessed it, it's going to be centered around your health and wellness because guys, without our health, none of this is going to last. We aren't able to show up for work. We aren't able to show up for our kids or show up for ourselves if we aren't in a healthy place. Now, this is going to be different for everyone. But the first thing that you want to ask yourself is what goals do you want to accomplish within this area? But whatever those goals may be, the staples you want to plan is within your nutrition, your sleep schedule, and your movement. Now, nutrition-wise, you need to plan grocery shopping or at least ordering an Instacart once a week because we know what healthy foods are, but if we don't have them available, we're not going to be prepared for the week. This is also going to help you not make the excuse of, well, I had no food. I had to order out. I didn't have time to go grocery shopping. You guys can order Instacart that will literally deliver it right to your door. And then you want to carve out that hour to actually cook that food as well. And literally, guys, you will feel like a slave in the kitchen if you are cooking each meal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day. And you're going to realize this is something that I just don't have time for. I'm going to end up skipping meals. So you want to make sure that you guys are cooking your food in bulk. Set aside an hour to cook two different proteins, cut up and cook three different types of veggies, um, get some fruit in there, and one carb like rice or potatoes. And make a bunch of different meals out of that from bowls to wraps, sandwiches, salads. You don't have to make these extravagant meals every single day. And when you keep it simple, throw some good seasonings or your favorite sauces. I literally throw ranch on everything. Don't overcomplicate it. And if you don't have time for that, if you're telling me, no, I literally don't have time, go order a meal prep delivery service that delivers your meals for you and all you have to do is heat it up. Next is going to be adjusting your sleep schedule. 
how many of you don't go to bed until midnight and then you wait until the last possible second to get up out of bed, you're constantly hitting the snooze button, you're late for work, you're rushing. I'm gonna tell you guys right now, you don't have to be a morning person to have a productive morning before you go to work. And it all starts with getting to bed at a decent time so you can wake up an hour before you leave for work to get your shit done. I have an entire episode on the importance of sleep and how you can work on getting to bed earlier. So if you really feel like you're struggling within this area, definitely go listen to that after this. And the last one is movement or exercise. You know, depending on where you are starting, maybe you just want to move your body by walking more or you wanna start working out at home or joining a gym. You guys need to treat your workout or your walk as if it's a work meeting. You would never miss a work meeting or you would never miss your child's doctor's appointment. So why would you miss an opportunity to take care of yourself? Schedule it in your week and commit to it. Now the next one is gonna be planning out and improving your finances. And guys, I'll be the first to admit I am so bad at this because my answer to everything is charge it on the credit card. And Bobby would literally kill me if you heard me say that, which it does give me the idea to have him on the podcast to talk about financial health because he's a financial advisor and he does help people with this every single day. But the first thing he had us do was figure out what our monthly expenses were and how much money we had left over after the expenses. And then from there, figure out really what you can cut back on or how you can put money away for additional savings. Can you cut back on Starbucks? Are you spending money on clothes you are only going to wear once? I love shopping. You guys know this. Like me, the mall, that's my happy place, retail therapy, I'm thriving. But when he made us do this, I was looking at my spending habits and I wasn't being very smart with my money when it came to just shopping in general because I'm that person that feels like I need a new outfit for every occasion. And I was shopping more at Shein, Forever 21, H&M, and these clothes are mostly very cheap. You literally put them through the wash once and they're ruined or... I would buy really bright and memorable, bold patterns and colors, and I would take one photo in it and feel like I couldn't wear it for a while because you go on my Instagram, you're like, she just wore that. And I know I shouldn't care about that, but I do. And I thought, well, this is cheap. I'm saving money. But I ultimately wasn't because I was constantly buying clothes that I really didn't need to and I was only going to wear once. And it was adding up more than I thought because I've been doing this for years. So I came up with this long-term strategy that I want to share with you guys that I think will be really helpful when it comes to shopping for clothes. I decided I'm going to go the more expensive route. And I know that doesn't make any sense, but hear me out. It's actually going to save me money in the long run. And I'm going to get my basics that I know will last me a very long time. So Abercrombie jeans, those are great quality and they last me a couple years. Uh, good leather pant. Those high rise curved ad shorts from Abercrombie, they're calling my name. I have them written down. I want to get them for summer. I just bought a 
Aritzia black jumpsuit. Yes, it was $98 instead of getting the one at Target that was around $35. That was shit quality. That's going to get messed up in the wash and I'll probably only wear it two times. The Aritzia one, I literally asked the lady there. She said, I've had mine for a year and it hasn't shrunk. The color's still great. It's not faded, so it's worth it. Some black and nude blazers, bodysuits. I want to get some Skims hoodies and joggers instead of getting my Amazon ones that literally shrink up in the wash after wearing them once. Lulu leggings. Once I'm done creating my capsule with things I know aren't going to go out of style, are great material, and I have to make sure I obviously take care of them well, I can make a ton of different outfits out of them. And I won't be constantly rebuying the same cheap pair of jeans or my 50th random shirt that I know I'll only wear once. And it's actually going to save me more money in the long run. I feel like, I don't know, trends nowadays come and go so fast. Like literally every season is something new. I feel like the 70s, 80s, 90s, like it all stuck with the same thing. And then we hit the 2020s and I've never seen trends go so in and out of style so fast. And I'm over it. I know my style, I know what I like, and I'm going to buy my bolder special occasion outfits from either local boutiques to support small businesses, and I know it's going to be great quality, and I know my money's going to a good place, or I'm just going to rent clothes, do like Fashion Pass or something like that for my really bold outfits I know I'm only going to wear once. So that's like kind of my plan, but eventually I'm going to have Bobby on here to get like an expert's opinion. But for right now, what he does for us that I know how to explain is going through a budget, figuring out what you can cut back, use my shopping strategy, and just be more responsible with whatever financial goals that you have over time. Now, the third one is going to be growth. That's an area of our life that we definitely want to plan ahead because whether it be reading more or learning a new language, growing your community on social media, growing your muscles in the gym, or maybe going on a solo trip, all of these things require getting out of your comfort zone and that is how we grow. So pick one of those things. Get out of your comfort zone. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel weird. But you learn so much from it. And I can say one of mine right now is me giving up alcohol for Lent. I've never done that. And it's teaching me some valuable lessons that I relied on it so much when it came to just social anxiety and how to have fun when I realized I don't need alcohol for those things. And it's helped me grow. So. Make sure you always have some sort of growth goal in mind that you want to continuously work on and have within your life and plan it and plan that into your life. Four is going to be family and relationships. With my parents now living in Florida, we're going to have to make more of an effort to see each other. And we literally already have it planned out until July right now. But maybe your grandparents are getting older and you are prioritizing maybe seeing them more. Maybe 
you haven't picked up the phone and called your friend that moved out of state and you want to continue to stay in touch with her. And I know how busy life can be. You know, you're probably pushing back calling that one friend or family member because you know if you call them you're going to be on the phone for an hour and you just don't have an hour of your day to waste. Instead of doing that, maybe send them a text or something that made you think of them. Those little things are going to bring you so much closer and keep that relationship that means so much to you. And it shows to those people how much you care about having them in their life. Gotta make time for family and relationships that mean a lot to you. And the last one, guys, is fun. We get so caught up in going through the motions of life and we forget to schedule fun things into our day. And this can cause us to feel burnt out and why we are doing all of these things in the first place. It's just crazy how fast time is going now that I'm older. I swear it's like ever since I turned 25, I'm shocked at how fast these months are flying and or years. And it doesn't help that I wish time away. And I don't want to, but during the winter months, when I have my winter blues, I'm like, get me out of January, February, March. And I don't want to be doing that anymore because life is so short. When you're doing the same things over and over as well, it does make time go faster. Because when we're a kid, it felt like an eternity to turn 21. And it's because we go through all of these different experiences that actually slow down time. So the best way to actually slow down time is to have new experiences. Make sure you're traveling. Start a new hobby. Find your passion. Those little things you're going to develop different experiences through, which makes time feel a lot slower instead of going through the same things every single day because you have such a set schedule with work and what you're doing to take care of yourself that you've become so routine that one year feels like one month. But you guys need to schedule fun in your life. It's so important and it's going to make time feel slower, which is ultimately what we want because life is really short and we want to make the most out of our life. And planning ahead in these five areas can help you really do become the best version of yourself. And I really hope you guys liked this episode and got some good tips and insights on how important it is to have a good mindset around the support that we have or might not have, how we can change our thinking, and what we can do to plan ahead and improve in those five areas of our life. So with that being said, guys, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Make sure that you follow, subscribe, give it a five-star review, and I'll see you next week.